Hello and welcome to Zach's Corner, that other show from the pod people, with your third favorite host, Zach. Now they're late night edition of Zach's Corner coming at you here late on the evening. Well, it's not even late evening, this is like legit nighttime, it's like 10.40pm, uh, <laughs> squeezing it in so I don't have to give up the five bucks towards the pod people discretionary fund, you know. Uh, doesn't matter how late your homework is, just as long as it's still on time. So we are technically still on time. <laughs> um, this week uh, we did the movie Lockout, which is a really fun uh, romp uh, space movie. Uh, it's pretty much a ripoff of Escape from New York, but I still think it's worth watching. Uh, you know, I love dumb action movies. Uh, <laughs> I, You know, it's kind of like a lost art form. I'm not sure... People really like dumb action movies anymore. It's something I talk about with Joe. You know, like we talk about like how Olympus has fallen and, you know, like uh, Taken, you know, things like that really in the 2000s. Read The Expendables, but The Expendables is just a riff on old action movies because it has all the stars. But big dumb action movies aren't really like a thing anymore. You know, like just really fun, like turn off your brain, good, fun action movies. You know, like how we did Speed, you know. You know, stuff like that. They just don't really do that anymore. I don't know, maybe audiences don't have the suspension of disbelief. Maybe they just, like, don't enjoy them. But uh, uh, me and my cohorts at the Pod People, I can speak for them on this. Uh, we all love big, dumb action movies. So <laughs> I figured, let's kick off the year with a big, dumb action movie. So, uh, Lockout, of course. Uh, fun facts. This <laughs> was released April 13th, 2012. I definitely saw this one in theaters. <laughs> um, we have a budget of $20 million. Uh, our gross in the U.S. was only $14 million, and worldwide was $32 million. Was $32 million. Like I said, um, well, for whatever reason, action movies don't do as good as they used to, you know? I, maybe just this type of action movie, right? <sighs> you know, like just, you know, ones with certain charm, like endearing ones. I don't know, man. This is definitely reminiscent of, like, an old-school, just, you know, like, die-hard-type action movie. And they really just don't make them. And it makes me sad. <laughs> um, of note, our directors are James Mather. Uh, it seems like he's more of a cinematographer. And, like, uh, he didn't really direct anything else. He directed, like, another short. But he didn't really direct any other movies. So that's really interesting. And then our other director is very interesting, because I didn't know this until looking up. His name is Steve uh, St. Lager. Lagar? I don't know. I'm bad with names. You guys know that by now. And uh, he's done a bunch of episodes of one of my favorite TV shows of all time, Vikings, which is really awesome. It's a great show for three seasons. Then it's hit or miss roller coaster ride. <laughs> but those first three seasons, man, awesome show. Like, first three seasons of Vikings, one of the best shows ever on TV. After that, open discussion. <laughs> and then that's how I also found out they're doing a spinoff of Vikings. It's going to be set 100 years later. And it's going to be called Vikings Valhalla. Um, I pretty much am only telling that news to get Joe very excited because I know he's out there listening somewhere. Because he's a fan of Zack's Corner. And that makes me very happy. <laughs> um, our actors of note in this, um, Guy Pierce, he's one of my favorite actors, uh, you know. No pun intended, but he's one of my guys. So if I see Guy Pearce, I'm going to the movie. Uh, you will have known him in the awesome Christopher Nolan movie Memento. Um, or perhaps you know him more from L.A. Confidential. He plays Ed Exley. 
those are fun movies. Um, our main female character in this, uh, her character name is Emily. She's the president's daughter. Uh, she's played by Maggie Grace, who is, of course, the daughter from Taken. You know, the one that Liam Neeson goes after. So, <laughs> instead of sending in Snow, they should have just sent in, you know, Brian Mills, right? <laughs> Sorry, my affinity for dumb action movies. I apologize. <laughs> and then, of course, our... Uh, main like authority figure guy he's like the head of like the cia in this is a, a guy named scott langrell and he's played by the always amazing always like you know very great uh like european style bad guy uh peter stormare who me and joe really love i mean uh, dutch really love maybe joe does too i don't know but uh me and dutch we actually talk about stormare all the time he's like your go-to hire uh, European bad guy. Um, of course, he'll forever be endeared in our hearts for being in Fargo. He's the guy that puts Steve Buscemi in the woodchipper. <laughs> so, that, you'll always know Peter Stormare from Fargo. I mean, you're like, oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy. He's also in Jurassic Park 2. Uh, he's he's great. He's, uh, he's fantastic. <laughs> um, that's enough rambling. Jesus, we're five minutes in. Well, it's going to be a long one, kids, because this is kind of like dense setup. But then when, once we get through the setup, we'll be fine. We'll get to a good old regular episode. And I dog-eared my pages, so it should be no uh, ASMR for you, kids. Sorry for looking forward to that. <laughs> so this is Lockout, and you are on Zach's Corner on a very late-night episode. And I need to go to bed. <laughs> uh, oopsie doodles. <laughs> so we get our setting. We are in Washington, D.C., in 2079 and uh, we're in an interrogation room and uh, being interrogated is our main character Snow and he's being interrogated by Scott Langrell like the head of CIA and we find out there's an incident in a hotel room and that uh, Snow he was involved and uh, Snow he's like your wisecracking hero you know like he's in that mold of you know action bureau cocky you know smart guys just like John McClane you know, always says a joke for something. Uh, he's wearing a shirt that says warning offensive. And uh, I think I should probably come with that shirt because, you know, I say some bad things. <laughs> and uh, they're talking about um, a hotel room. And so we get a flashback and, uh, you know, we see Snow. He's fighting off a guy and he shoots him in the hotel room. And there's a briefcase on the floor. And then there's a dying man. And uh, we find out he's like a colonel. He's, like, in charge of snow, or he was in charge of snow, I guess, like, in the war or something. I'm not really sure. Um, and uh, we get a video of it, and we see that um, Snow, he had a phone call from his friend Mace. And uh, Langrel's like, who's on the phone? Like, who who's the mystery man, right? And then uh, they want to know what happened to the colonel, right? Because this colonel, he was killed during the incident, and... Uh, the colonel, he had given Snow a lighter. Uh, and he's like, here, take this kid, right? Like, we see this all in the flashback. And then we see the cops, they stormed the room. And then, um, you know, Snow, he gets away with the briefcase, and he's chased by a helicopter. Then he falls off of a roof, because he gets upstairs. Then he gets to, like, um, a motorcycle. And then we get, like, this sequence of really weird, bad CGI and I don't know if that's on purpose, or, like, they just didn't have the money. Like, I don't really understand why the CGI looks so bad, but, uh, that's where we're at here. He gets a call from Mace while he's on the bike. He says, get to the subway station, ditch the phone. Uh, so he does that. He ditches the phone, then he gets to the subway station. And then, uh, he's running through it, he's getting chased, and he's able to, you know, 
run, 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 but then he gets shot from behind with this big net gun, which is comically stupid. But he's able to slide the case onto a train where Mace is waiting, and Mace gets the case. And then we're back in the interrogation, and we see footage of Snow, and it appears that he's the one that shoots the colonel, and that's why he's arrested, because it's treason. And uh, they think that the colonel, he was selling secrets, and he, they think that Snow was there uh, to meet him, and then uh, he killed him. And so that's that was what that's what they think. <laughs> and then um, Snow, he says that he was there to help the colonel, and the colonel wasn't selling secrets. He was trying to uh, get secrets back, and uh, he didn't trust anybody else, you know, anybody in the CIA to help him. He figured Snow was the only one that could help him. Then we get our nice guy interrogator in there. His name is Harry. And he's a lot more friendly, and he's not like you know beating the shit out of <laughs> beating the shit out of snow. You know he's not hitting him. And then uh, he's he's telling Harry about the briefcase, and then about Mace, and then uh, you know how Mace put it somewhere in a locker, right? He's not naming Mace by name. Uh, he won't do that. And then um, we see a flashback of Mace, and then Mace has been arrested because when he was trying to get away, uh, he dropped his gun and he shot a cop. And so Mace has been taken away, uh, but Snow, he won't give him up. And there's ash on the table, because Snow's smoking. And he writes Mace's name, so that way only Harry could see it. And then Harry's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess you're not going to give him up. And so he wipes the ashes away, so no one knows. And then he, uh, uh, Harry, he leaves, and he calls the guys. You know, how they always have the, the cops always have the guy. They're like, uh, look up this information on this guy named Mace. And then later we see the president and, um, uh, gosh, what's the guy? Scott Langer, right? Langisher, I don't know. It's Peter Stormare's character. <laughs> I, I wrote down the guy's name. What is it? Langrel. That's what it is. So Langrel, he's meeting with the president. And, um, you know, they're talking about this thing. You know, he explains the snow situation. The president says he's going to fix it. And then we find out that uh, the president daughter uh, Emily uh, she's on MS1 which is like a space prison and she's there to see uh, the effects of stasis and to make sure that the prison is doing everything ethically and morally because she thinks that um, uh, I'm jumping ahead a little bit but she she's there because there's rumors that the uh, MS1 is tr using the prisoners as guinea pigs to see the effects of long-term space travel and they're even backed by a travel company so it's all looking fishy. So she's there to make sure there's no human rights violations, right? And, um, yeah. <laughs> and so she's there, and we find out some background on MS-1. It's a supermax facility. It's got 500 prisoners. And, uh, yeah, they put them on, in this thing called stasis, and it's like a cryo-freeze thing. And so that way, you know, there's not mil prisoners milling about or anything. They're all, like, pretty much just frozen. And, um... You know, this story find out that's causing bad effects with increased aggression, and there's dementia in some cases. And uh, we also get some exposition on the prison. We find out there's like this major defense system. So if anything approaches that isn't friendly, they'll shoot it out of the sky. And then um, we get in the prison. Everybody's supposed to relinquish their weapons, and then they get these little uh, tags that um, will give them. Um, Tell them if there's excess radiation. It will beep and turn yellow if there's radiation. Uh, we also find out part of the prison is under construction. And uh, they're constantly working on it around the clock. So, uh, 
that's information for later. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, then this is where we find out about the, the possible corruption with the prison. And the warden's like, ah, don't worry about it. Everything's fine here. And he's taking Emily on a tour of the prison. You know, just give her a little show to show her everything's fine. You know, pretty much just get her to leave them alone about all this. And then they set up an interview with uh, the prisoner. His name is Heidel. And uh, he's like a guy that's 53 counts of aggravated assault. And uh, so, yeah, they set that up. And then back on Earth, we see uh, Langler. I'm just going to call him Stormare because I can remember Stormare's actual name. <laughs> Langrel. That's the bad guy. I mean, that's what his movie name is. Langrel. Right? And uh, he tells Snow uh, that he's being sent to MS-1 for 30 years of stasis. And, you know, Snow's kind of complaining. He's just, they're kind of just, you know, bantering back and forth. And then we see Snow being processed for stasis. There's a lot of jumping back and forth in this movie. So it's like, ah, there's going to be a lot of jumping back and forth from me. And so this might be, like, wordy and breathy and not great. <laughs> but we're all in for fun times. <laughs> so we're back on MS-1, and Emily's talking to Hadell. And uh, he's he's super aggressive and he's super inappropriate and he's saying very vulgar things to Emily. And uh, Emily's Secret Service agent, Hawk, who's there, uh, he has a gun that he did not give up. And uh, Hadell's able to like deduce this and he steals the gun from Hawk, shoots him, then he kind of shoots at the window and makes an explosion, which doesn't make any sense. I don't know what he shoots, but it, it creates an explosion and now he's freed. And he's just there to run amok. <laughs> and uh, an alarm goes out on the on the ship. And, uh, you know, she's able to kind of get away. And she's hiding behind, like, a door where there's... And then we find out it's actually the control room and to the prison. And he gets the guy in the control room that's in there to open up all the cells of everybody. And so then he shoots that guy. And then he finds and he grabs Emily. And then a huge riot takes over the prison. There's guards and inmates battling all over. And then our big bad guy gets out. Uh, his name is Alex. And he's going to be revealed to be uh, the Hadel guy's brother. All right. <laughs> and uh, Secret Service guy, Hawk, he's not actually dead. Um, he's able to send out a distress signal. And then... Um, Hedel, this is what I'm saying, like a choppy, it's jumping back. Hedel's trying to assault Emily, uh, but Alex, he breaks it up, and he takes charge of the situation. And then he, uh, Hedel gets the worker to turn on the guns in the prison, you know, like on the outside, and then he uh, he, sh <laughs> he presses the button, and then it shoots all the flying, the, the ships flying around and everything, and then it creates, like, a lot of attention. And, uh, you know, they're starting to gather hostages around, and, uh, yeah, so there's a lot happening. <laughs> and then Alex, he threatens Hadell, and he's just like, I'm running the show, like, you better knock this shit off, right? And then the White House is getting a briefing on what exactly is happening on MS-1, and uh, Peter Stormare, he wants uh, he wants to send special forces, you know, they can be there in six hours. And then Harry's like, hey, why don't we just send in one guy? We got snow, we'll go do it. And, um... Stormare doesn't really want this to happen, um, but uh, they're, they're going to do it, right? That's the plan. And Snow doesn't want to go, but he's convinced by Harry, because Harry shows him written on his coffee cup. 
that may that mace is on ms1 well he's got to find mace to get the briefcase right so he's like, all right fine i'll do it <laughs> and then we're back on um ms1 and we see emily she's getting a lab coat from one of the people working there because she's cold for whatever reason and this is just literally just to establish it oh now she's wearing a lab coat <laughs> and then we see snow he's being uh, re uh he's being briefed uh, we find out there's 497 prisoners on MS-1. And uh, Emily, she has a health tracker on her, so that's how they'll be able to find her. And then said so there's an escape pod, and they give him a map to the escape pod, give him a couple of explosives. And they're like, you know, telling him the plane. <laughs> and then we get back on the prison, and then um, we have this guy freaking out because he has space dementia. And then, you know, he's killed by Alex. And then... Um, He's cut while doing this because the guy has like a shank and Alex is cut and he says, I need a doctor. See, Emily's wearing the lab coat. That's been established. <laughs> so he wears, so they go get Emily and then he's supposed, she's supposed to stitch him up. And then, um, then we have like a MS1, uh, like control room that's offsite and a storm air comes in, he takes over and he's talking to Alex on the big TV. And uh, Alex and him, they get an exchange, and Alex turns it off. Uh, Snow's there, too, and he realizes that Emily's stitching him up, so they don't know that he's that she's the president's daughter, so they really don't know what bargaining chips they have. And so then that's a fun observation. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, let's see. Oh, and then Alex, is uh, he kills the warden. And he tells uh, Stormare, he's like, I'm going to keep killing prisoners unless you guys give my demands. Look, honestly, like, I don't think you really even know what the demands are, right? Like, obviously, it's probably, like, to get off of MS-1, like, scot-free. But I don't think they actually go into details what the demands are. Maybe I missed it, you know? I don't know. <laughs> but, um, you know, they're talking about how they have six hours for Snow to get in there and uh, handle the situation because by the time... The media finds out, then they're going to find out how valuable their prisoner is, and then it's going to be really bad when that happens. So they send in a negotiator. Uh, he's got a camera on his glasses, and he's there to assess the situation. And he's also distracting them so Snow can sneak into MS-1. And, uh, you know, he's like, hey, you know what a good good show of faith? You guys gave up a hostage, you know. I don't know, maybe like a wounded woman, right? Because Emily, she's been hurt. You know, in the excursion, in the, in the, in the, did when the prisoners broke out. <laughs> and so that he's really pushing for Emily to get there. But the Hedel guy, he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to give up Emily because, you know, he has a thing for her. So he shoots another hostage. And then while all this is happening, Snow is seen trying to sneak in and they alert them. And so they kill the negotiator and then they're like pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> And then the, the Alex, he sends um, Hadell to go get Snow. He's like, this is your mess. You made all these problems. You go fix this. You go handle this. And this is where the brother information's uh, given. And then Snow, we see him. He gets in. And then Alex, uh, he pieces together that Emily is the president's daughter uh, by using name tags. It's pretty clever. Like, the whole time throughout this movie, Alex, he keeps referring to name tags to figure out uh, which personnel he needs to do what jobs. It's like a pretty smart uh, thing. I really like it. And then uh, we see Emily and Hawk. They escape. And because uh, uh, they're being 
for whatever reason, they're like taken aside. It's like two of them, and there's one inmate. And then Snow shows up conveniently. He's right there. <laughs> and uh, he blows off the guy's head with one of those explosive things that he's given. And then uh, Emily doesn't know Snow's there to help them, and she attacks him with the fire extinguisher. And her and Hawk, they go in a room. Hawk shoots the door closed, but it creates a nitrogen leak in the room. And then Snow's like, oh, cool, job's done, because now she's safe. She's stuck in this room. Everything's good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, all the inmates show up, and Snow, he hides out. And then Alex, he needs to get into the room, because he needs to get Emily. And uh, Snow, this at this point, he leaves to go find Mace. Uh, but he's told over comms that he has to go get Emily because of the nitrogen levels, and that she's going to be dead in five minutes, so he has to find a way to get in the room. And then... Um, in the room, they start to realize the nitrogen buildup. And as this is happening, <laughs> Alex, he gets uh, engineers to come do the door. And he asks for two of them because he shoots one. And he's like, tells the other guy, this is short circuits, any of a, it can't be done talk. And then we see snow, he's going through the air vents. And that's how he's going to get into the room. And then, um, you know, he's followed in by an inmate. And then they get to a point to where, of course, there's a gap and he has to get across it. And he floats across it. It's some kind of, like, energy thing. You know, it's all stuff like you've seen in, like, other movies. He fights off a prisoner. And then they, the, in the control room, Hadell turns off the energy thing. Inmate falls and dies. Snow's gonna die, but then they turn it back on remotely. And then he gets in across the other side of the vent. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. Then we get the engineer working on the door, and then he gets shot, and he's like, I'm going to need an engineer. This one sprung a leak because the guy pissed his pants. And then uh, the, the new engineer's hilarious. He's like, he's like, you've got two minutes. And the new engineer's like, you can shoot me if you want. He's like, but if you give me five minutes, guarantee you I can get this door open. And Alex is like, great sales pitch. <laughs> and then inside of the room, uh, the hawk, he shoots himself to give Emily more air. To, you know, bide some time. Uh, Snow, he's able to blow a hole in the roof. And then he saves Emily. But she's, like, knocked unconscious. So he has to resuscitate her. You know, he uses the paddles. And then he's got this eye thing. Like, it's a syringe he has to shoot in her eyeball. Which will give... Uh, it's something to help with, like, the brain flow. Like, it's going to regenerate her brain. And then, um, you know, he does that. He shoots it into her eye. And then she's still not up. And then he tries to give her mouth to mouth. And then she wakes up and she's mad. And uh, But he gets her out of the room. And then as the inmates are able to open the door. And then Snow, he drops the bomb. One inmate catches it and it blows up, kills that guy. And blows all the other inmates, like, you know, scatters them. <laughs> and then they're crawling through the vents uh, on the comms. They're being told by Harry where to go. And then Alex turns off the comms. You know, he blocks all the communications coming through the thing. And uh, Snow, he steps to the trap, which kills an inmate, of course. And Alex is upset over this whole thing. And then Snow, he's checking on uh, Emily's leg wound. He's, like, you know, healing it because they get into, like, a medical bay. And, you know, he's getting some supplies. Uh, you know, he numbs her wound. And they have some banter back and forth, you know. Uh, and, you know, they don't really like each other. It's a little uh, aggressive at first. Um... <laughs> And then Snow, he decides, okay, you've been saved. Here's the map to the escape pod. Uh, you go ahead and get there. Uh, here's an apple and a gun. 
don't talk to strangers, shoot them, right? <laughs> it's really funny. And then, you know, he's trying to walk away, uh, you know, but she's trying to read the map and she can't read the map. And it's like a really funny moment. She's like getting lost already. And then on the intercom, we hear Alex, he's talking to all the, all the prisoners and he's like, hey, there's this woman. Uh, it's the president's daughter. You guys need to find her and bring her to me because, you know, this is how we're getting out of here. And so Snow's like, all right, fine. I guess you can come with me. <laughs> and so um, Snow takes Emily aside to a room and he's like, we got to disguise you. So he dyes her hair, gives her a haircut and punches her in the face, you know, just to make her look more like a dude. And she's like, what's all this for? He's like, you know, you can't walk through a prison looking like a girl. You know, we're going to have problems with that. <laughs> Fair enough, right? <laughs> and uh, they have like a funny moment, uh, you know, where Emily wants to know Snow's name and uh, he won't tell her. Like, he's like, uh, you know, it's just Snow. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then Alex, uh, he's back on the comms with Stormare uh, and he tells her, you know, about, you know, Emily. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, he threatens to sick the convicts on her unless the president, you know, handles this situation. And then we see the president, he shows up. And then Alex, he uh, he assembles some men. They're going to go find Emily. And they leave uh, Hidel in charge of the control room. Uh, Snow, he leads Emily, you know, right through the middle of the prison. Because he has to go find Mace, right? And um, it, they have this funny moment where he takes the shotgun that he gave Emily. Throws it to the side. And he's like, it's not even loaded. And then she's all pissed off. It's really funny. And then um, Snow... You know, uh, he tells her about Mace, and then they get to his pod, but it's empty, and then they bump into, like, this really huge prisoner, and, uh, you know, he's pretty much trying to bang Emily. You know, it's a really awkward session. Uh, Snow's able to headbutt him, and then they run off, and Snow, you know, he has a gun, and he's shooting at the inmates while they're trying to get into a room. Then they get into the room, and, hey, it's Mace is there, and Snow's excited. But then Mace has dementia, and so he doesn't know anything. And Snow's asking him for information, but his eggs are scrambled like he has no idea what's going on. Just keeps like muttering the same things, like lullaby and green, and then, you know, they're like, what the hell? And then Alex is trying to get through the door, and they're running away, and then Snow leads him into a high radiation level area. Which is important because they're trying to hide out. And then the necklace that Emily's wearing, of course, goes off. And the bad guys close in on the area, but Snow's able to get everybody away. And then, you know, they're hiding out again. Um, like, they get into the room. But MS-1 hits a satellite. Well, Mace is lagging behind, and when they hit the satellite, the door closes behind Snow and Emily. And Mace is trapped. And uh, Snow's trying to open the door, trying to open the door. And then he walks away, trying to figure it out. And then Mace and Emily talk to each other. And Mace just mutters things like green, lullaby. And then he says, lockers, right? And then he says, I see you. I foresee you, right? This is what he's telling her. And then Snow comes back and then Mace dies. Like he freezes to death because there's like an opening or whatever. And space kills him. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Then we see Hidel, he's kind of sitting there, he's getting antsy, and then we're back to Snow. Uh, you know, he's really having a hard time with Mace, and then Emily's trying to kind of console him, but they bicker a little bit. And then we go back to the, you know, outside control room, and they find out MS-1 is drifting, 
and uh, it's going to crash into Earth in eight hours. And then, so they got to do something about it. Like, they can't just let it drift into, you know, hitting the Earth, right? It's going to hit the eastern seaboard. <laughs> and we see Snow, Emily, and then there's all these attack ships coming. Like, they're just sitting there in standby, uh, waiting, you know, for her to get out of there. They get to the escape pod, but there's only one seat in the pod. And uh, Snow puts Emily in, and he's like, all right, I'll get in the other one. There's another escape pod. And Emily's like, you're getting out, right? Like, you promised, right? And Snow's like, yeah, you'll be great. And then he starts to close the pod, and he walks away. And then he sees it launch, and then the control room's very excited. They're like, all right, she's out of there. But Emily stayed, because she's like, if I leave, my father's going to just shoot down the base, and, you know, we got to keep all the hostages, right? I don't want anybody else to die. And uh, she tells um, Snow, if you help me, I can tell you where the case is, right? And so they're going to go help all the hostages. Uh, but Hidel, he goes crazy, and he starts shooting hostages. He gets on the video feed inside of the prison, and he tells Emily, I'm going to keep killing hostages till you tell us where you are. And uh, so she's like, of course, I'm going to tell him. So she says, we're on the third level. And then he kills everybody in the room anyway. And then Emily's upset. But Snow's like, he was going to do it anyway. Don't worry about it. And then um, they're in an elevator. And then it kind of stops. And they get out of the elevator into a lab. And then um, this is where Alex finds them. And he gets in a tussle a little bit with Snow because he's trying to fight him off. And then Snow's shot with a shotgun. But he's wearing a vest, so he's fine. But he gets shot and he falls down an elevator shaft. And then Emily is taken by Alex. And then they're back in the control room, and Alex is pissed at Hidel for killing all the hostages. And then he turns on the comms so that way he can talk to um, uh, Peter Stormare. And then uh, this also allows Snow and Harry to be able to talk to each other. And uh, he's telling Snow, you know, they got these uh, spacewalking suits. If you get to them, you can get out of there uh, wearing the suit. And then um, you can get picked up. You know, you're going to have to float around a bit, but we'll be able to pick you up. And then <laughs> this is where the big bad, uh, Alex, he tells uh, Peter Stormare, you know, uh, call off the attack, you know, or I'm going to give Emily to my brother. You know, he's going to defile her. And uh, so he puts her on the, on, the, on the call. He puts Emily on. He's like, tell your father to stop this and she doesn't she says blow it up you know it's not worth it all the hostages are dead you know don't 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 give in to their demands of course the president is not going to do it because it's his daughter so peter stormare uh he pulls uh, uh i'm using the 25th amendment to temporarily take you out of your powers gee isn't that weird wouldn't that be relevant if that was in the news today <laughs> and uh so he takes command of the of the thing and he's like yeah we're gonna go through with the attack and so all the attack ships they move in and uh, we get a very star wars moment because they have to find the one vulnerability on the ship to drop a bomb but uh, you know that's gonna happen it's sci-fi stuff right <laughs> and uh Hadell, during all this he's upset because alex won't give him emily because he's like you promised and alex is like quiet down and then um Adele shanks alex and then shoots him and then uh, he goes after Emily, and uh, we see outside and the defense system's doing its job because it's taking out all the ships. And uh, inside Emily, she's fighting off uh, Hadell, 
And then Snow shows up. Uh, and then he takes out Hindel. And then they run away from the inmates. And then the ships, they, they find the vulnerability where the, where the construction is on MS-1. And then we, as they're driving, you know, they're flying up to drop the bomb off. Uh, we see Emily and Snow. They're getting into the little suits. And then they, they, they jump out of MS-1 as it's blowing up. It's very action movie-y. And then Emily, she's knocked unconscious. And they're falling through into the atmosphere. And then Snow gets his uh, big clunky suit off. Then he gets Emily's suit off. And then, you know, they have parachutes. So they're able to parachute down safely. And uh, Emily's still knocked out. And then Snow's trying to wake her up as he's arrested and taken away. And then we see Emily. She's in the hospital. Uh, but then she leaves. She goes to the train station. And she uses the clues that she got from Mace and uh, to go find the case. Like she, she finds it in the locker. And then she ends up at the hotel room. And she discovers that, you know, there's a big mirror. And so when Snow shot the guy that he was fighting earlier uh, from far away, like where the video was shot from, it looked like Snow was killing the colonel. So it was actually a reflection from the mirror. And then we see Emily. She's talking to the president. And then we see Snow. He walks into the interrogation room. And Harry's in there. And uh, he has the briefcase. And uh, he's like, oh, really? Let me see it, right? And uh, he tells uh, Harry... Uh, you know, how the colonel, he, was, he wasn't there to sell secrets. Uh, you know, he was returning them. He wasn't stealing them. Someone else was stealing them, right? And then Snow gives the case to Harry, and uh, he's able to open up the combination. And then there's nothing in the briefcase. And then Snow's like, it's interesting that you knew the combination. So it's revealed that Harry has actually been the traitor the whole time. And uh, he's the one that got the colonel killed. And then, you know, he gives his whole bad guy speech. And then... Um, they have this really interesting moment in the prison where we notice Hidel. He has a mark on his face, and Emily's like, what's that? And then Snow's like, that's what they do to rats. Well, Snow, he takes the lighter from Frank, from the colonel, and he burns into Harry's face, you know, so he's marking him as a rat. And then um, Snow, he's freed by a, a, snow, a storm air. He's like, all right, you know, get out of here. And then... Uh, He's messing around with Frank's lighter, with the colonel's lighter. And then inside of it, he finds out, oh, that's where the information is. <laughs> and then we see that uh, Emily's there. She shows up. And, um, you know, they're talking. We'll just banter, banter, banter. We find out that Snow's first name is actually Marion. And, uh, you know, then, you know, they have a moment. And uh, looks like everything's going to work out between them. <laughs> so that's the movie Lockout. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of fun, dumb action movie stuff. Um, this was not a very good Zack's Corner. Feels like it was rushed and not as good as it could have been. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's Lockout. I would definitely recommend this. Um, it was on Netflix for a while. I'm not sure if it still is, but yeah, you'll have good dumb fun. And, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it leans on other sci-fi movies to make it work. You know what I mean? No notably Escape from New York. Of course, we talked about the uh, Star Wars reference stuff. But uh, Guy Pierce is a lot of fun in this movie. And uh, yeah, the, the altercations between Alex and Hidel are really good. And uh, yeah, just big dumb fun. Who doesn't love that? Just a really good turn off your brain kind of action movie. And those are really fun to watch every once in a while. You know, you don't want to watch it every day.
But every once in a while when things are going bad, just want to turn off the brain and watch a movie, kick your feet up, this is the one to do it too. So yeah, definitely watch it. Uh, if you can still find it on Netflix, I would definitely suggest it. Um, yeah, so that's about it for Zach's Corner. Um, I'm going to try. You know, we only got to do 50 more this year, so no pressure. <laughs> uh, if you guys like to help me out with that 50, I would really, really love to help. Uh, you can do that by hitting us up on uh, Facebook. Uh, you can comment on this episode link. Uh, you can send us a message on there. Uh, you can also get to our email from there. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Love to hear what you guys want to watch. I always like that. And uh, yeah, I hope this was fun. And uh, whatever time you're listening to this, I, I hope it, it finds you well and safe and you're doing, uh, doing okay. Um, that's it for Zach's Corner. We will see you definitely soon. Uh, have a good one. Bye.